My name is Scott Chaloner and you are listening to the Leaders' Council podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. As regular listeners of our programme will know very well, part of our mission here at the Leaders' Council is to bring you a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership and to this end, it is my absolute pleasure to welcome Catherine Bonner onto today's show. Uh, Catherine, a very warm welcome to yourself and thank you for joining us on the programme today. It's a real pleasure having you with us. Hello, thank you so much for having me, Scott. It's great to be here today. And it's fantastic for me uh, welcoming you onto the show as well, Catherine. And um, you're an executive coach, aren't you? And you work regularly with entrepreneurs and organisations to sort of really help articulate their visions to sort of the people that work within their businesses. And that's, of course, very important. But before we kind of get into sort of the intricacies of your work, perhaps you could tell us a little bit about sort of how you got into that line of work and also your brand, Ambient Tribe, just for those listeners that may not be familiar with you. Yeah, of course. So at Ambient Tribe, um, we are an internal communications and employee engagement consultancy. So we basically work with owners, um, leaders, managers to really help help people master how they communicate with the people within their business. So how they are articulating their mission, how they are really inspiring people and giving them a purpose to actually coming to work every day. Um, So we work on a, a variety of different kind of ways we we might help people with public speaking um or it might be more around actually how they articulate the values and and by values i don't mean the pretty words that are on the wall i mean actually what matters in that business how that's kind of really brought to life on a daily basis um so to share about a little bit about my background i started off in public relations i worked in a variety of corporate um, organizations so have lots of corporate communication experience but it was when i started working for startups and just to scale up that actually I really discovered my passion for this internal communication side of things and mm. the power that really great leadership communication can have when it's done well on an organization and conversely when it's not done well as well and the impact that that really has on the business particularly as it's growing um so that's kind of how I I got into this side of things so yes Ambient Tribe we've been running now for this work about time for our sixth year and yeah mm. we're working predominantly with those scale-up organizations who have got more people coming on board um perhaps the leader is really thinking about how they are communicating more proactively getting used to communicating one to many rather than one-on-one and really helping support them in that journey yeah, and I guess the uh, the career that you had sort of working in the PR and communication sphere, I guess that's probably sort of held you in good stead, isn't it? Sort of making that step into executive coaching and helping people with that sort of their style of communication, if we call it that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, always in, in, in PR, we're looking for good stories, we're looking for good narratives. And really, it's about how do you turn those narratives internally into the company because actually they're, they're almost more important. Those myths and legends that we create about our organisations are, are so vital to, to really engage people in what we do and, and yeah, give them a good reason to get out of bed in the morning. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. And um, I suppose when we've kind of had discussions on this very program in the past about sort of what common traps let's say business leaders might fall into when you know they're sort of going from the startup to the scale-up phase it's more often than not said that it's the things that you sort of don't do rather than sort of examples of terrible leadership and bad things that you are doing that tend to be the problem and I suppose that maybe not being able to effectively communicate the why to the people that are working for you that is one thing that has a significant impact doesn't it and I suppose that's one of those things that you're really helping business leaders with at this juncture. Absolutely. I think when businesses, particularly when entrepreneurs are going through that phase, you know, you're concentrating on sales, on processes, on the finances, on getting the business really robust. 
And I think so often, unfortunately, communication just falls by the wayside. Mm. And I think this is often because most entrepreneurs start with a small team of people who they probably know pretty well. Um, maybe they're physically sat around the same table or, or virtually if they're working remotely. But everyone from a communication point of view is probably pretty much in the conversation on a very regular basis. And in that scale-up phase, if you've got more you know, new people coming into business, perhaps new levels of complexity with a management structure, um, it, it, we need to shift how we're communicating as that leader, as that owner, as that entrepreneur. And we need to shift it in a more proactive way. So actually, we're, we're being really conscious and mindful and proactive around how we're communicating instead of leaving it, leaving it to chance, which has potentially got stood you in really good stead in the past. But actually, that's not going to cut the mustard now that we're we're moving into that that next phase of business. Exactly right, and I guess as well, um, part of the uh, the driver behind this uh, this great resignation that we've heard so much about since COVID and this sort of um, this sort of advent of quiet quitting, if we uh, if we call it that, um, has been also um, sort of a lack of um, sort of let's say sort of satisfaction around opportunities to progress within a business as well so I guess as well as um, effectively articulating the why I suppose as a leader what you really also need to do is communicate well what the progression pathways are and make sure that they're sort of clearly mapped as well because if there's no opportunity to develop within an organization people are also sort of you know getting a little bit restless and thinking well why am I here perhaps obviously this isn't the role for me. Yeah, absolutely. And this is something I'm seeing far more in, you know, even in the six years that Ambient Tribe has existed, people want intrinsic motivators. You know, yes, mm. obviously, we, we don't come to work necessarily for fun. We do want to get, you know, remunerated for, in the way that is, is acceptable to us. But at the same time, only one organization is ever going to be able to pay the most. And if we want to compete at that level on, the, on, on how much we're paying people, then that's one way of doing it. But a much better way of doing it is, is really engaging our, our people in, in what we're trying to achieve as a business and, and, and absolutely, as you said, Scott, giving them a really good career path and actually helping them be part of that journey. And that's one of the reasons I absolutely love working with startups and scale-ups because the, the sky is really the limit in those kinds of businesses. But if we are not engaging our people in our purpose, in our big why, in, in how they fit into that and where they could potentially progress to, then we're going to lose them. They're going to go somewhere else. They, you know, people are very passionate, and we're seeing this far more in the in the generations that are coming through the workforce now. Mm. People want to keep learning. People want to develop. Um, and if there isn't that opportunity, as you said, they're going to be they're going to be leaving. So. Exactly right. And when we talk about sort of the uh, the Gen Z coming through as well, who are particularly mm. aligned with purpose and sort of their own development and progression, I mean, you often find that if there is a business that's aligned with their values, um, but maybe pay you slightly less versus a business that will maybe pay you slightly more, but isn't aligned with purpose and isn't aligned with their progression, they're probably going to actually go to a business and work for less money because it aligns with what it is that they uh, that they want to do. I mean, that is something that we're finding at the moment, isn't it? Absolutely. Research is really showing that that is the case. And, it, and it's fascinating. That's so different from when I first started in, the, in, the, mm. in my career. Um, you know, that, that has really shifted. And it's exciting. You know, life is too short to work in businesses that we don't feel aligned to or that our values are a mismatch. And I, th- I think values are a really interesting topic because often I get a bit of an eye roll or, oh, you know, mm. we've talked about values before. It's like, okay, like I said earlier, I'm not talking about some words that we put on our website I'm talking about actually how are those values live every single day in your business and that starts from the top you know that starts from the, the, the senior team as to how they are demonstrating those values through every single process through the conversations through the culture that they're developing and it can be something that we can grab hold of and, and, and make 
you know, add some decisions about how we want that to happen instead of it just running and careering off in the direction that we didn't expect. Yeah, of course. And when we think about sort of the uh, the hallmarks of a good business culture, what are some of the key things that that ought to contain from your perspective that business leaders should really be aware of? Oh, that's a really good question. I think whenever I'm working with a business on their values, we'll also we'll always see some common themes. So things like integrity, um, respect, trust will always come up as to that these are the values that businesses want within their business, and these are the values that they believe are going to make their business thrive. However, I would say that actually what the word integrity means to me might be very different to what the word integrity means to you. And Mm. when we're working on our values, it's really about articulating actually what that means in practical life in this business, what is okay and what's not. And I think this is often where values get a bit of a bad rap. You know, we can put trust on that value sheet, but if, if no one's actually trusting each other and we're seeing people actually playing politics or, or not being honest about the situations within work, you know, client relations, for example, then that isn't trust. And yeah, so yes, I think, I think for me, it's actually really about articulating the, the true and, and real DNA of that organization. And then maybe having some aspirational values. So maybe this isn't where we are now, but we would like to become a company that is, is more of X. Um, I see this particularly around learning and development. So perhaps an organization has been just churning through the work and doing whatever it can to, to stay afloat. But actually they appreciate that innovation, creativity is going to be really key to their development in the next stage. So let's put that in some format in the values and then work towards it. That's okay. We can absolutely have a roadmap to get there rather than saying it's already here when it isn't. Exactly right. I suppose having that roadmap, having that aspiration and having that purpose, I suppose you could argue that it's a fundamental facet these days of risk management, isn't it? Because we're talking about sort of retention of talent here, aren't we? And if you're not engaging your employees on what the why is and, you know, what the plan is to get to where we want to be, you're probably going to have um, a very restless team behind you. And obviously that's not going to uh, to take you very far. Absolutely. Particularly if you're employing, you know, in in the knowledge sector, for example, if you're employing Mm. smart, intelligent people who you actually need them to tap into their innovation, their creativity to, to grow your business. If we are not taking the time to step back and help enable them to do that, then that's going to be really problematic in the future. It absolutely is. And um, when it comes to sort of business leaders really thinking about um, the scale up phase and how they can sort of best engage. I mean, I suppose one of the issues as well is maybe sort of accepting the fact that you've got to kind of step away from the uh, the on the ground stuff and also move into that more strategic role and maybe even think about actually bringing somebody else on board to help with the sort of, you know, the on the floor stuff. And uh, I suppose that is something that a lot of certainly startup entrepreneurs do tend to struggle with, isn't it? Because they might see their business as, you know, their baby, for instance, and sort of letting go in that sense and moving back into that sort of more of a role of oversight, if we call it that. It can be sort of easier said than done, can't it? So I suppose it's a matter of mindset when it comes to uh, to that side of things as well that needs to be thought about. Absolutely. It's, it's, well, this is the area that I see most entrepreneurs struggle with. It's, mm. it's that ability to let go of the everyday where actually that's where they've been personally problem solving and personally probably making the biggest impact in the business but it is acknowledging okay so as we grow what is my role in this business is it to solve on the day problems where if i'm honest i'm probably not going to be actually close enough to the problem anymore to to, to be a really good solution or is my job actually to steer that ship to to be that inspirational leader to support and, and and obviously help your team with problem solving if they need it but it's actually around getting a team in place underneath you who are able to grow the business in the way that your vision 
dictate. And yeah, it's, it's something I see a lot of entrepreneurs really struggle with. Yeah, and I guess a part of that is sort of just commanding the trust and the respect of your team, as we've obviously talked about and alluded to already. But I, I guess I'm a big part of that. Um, you could argue is actually sort of making it very clear and communicating that you're sort of making yourself expendable in the sense that you're stepping away from the on-the-ground stuff. You're not obviously critical to that side of things anymore. And in your more strategic role, there is probably somebody who, despite, of course, um, your vision and how well you know the business, there is somebody who probably could come in and also do it just as well as you could. And then just showing that kind of vulnerability, I guess it might seem daunting but I guess you could also argue that that's a very important part of leadership as well and will command respect from those around you absolutely I, I worked once worked with a fantastic um, operations director who said that her job was essentially to make herself redundant you know, if everything mm. was working beautifully underneath her then she wouldn't actually need to be there and obviously that's never the case you know there's always fire fighting and there's always you know innovation and, and creativity and growth Mm. But we need to really work on getting the, the kind of structure and everyday process and underneath the business working really well. Um, and yeah, I like the, the phrase that you use there around it, it being a mindset, but it's, it's also around, again, going back to that value, recruiting the right people into your business in the first place. You know, if you're clear about the values that really matter to you in that business, and then you're recruiting and actually putting those values within, to your, within your recruitment structure and looking for people that align to that, you're far more likely to be able to trust those people you're far more likely to be able to actually find people who resonate with your purpose and therefore you're pulling together in a really exciting journey opposed to almost being like an us and them as you as the leader feeling like no one's quite pulling their weight in the same way that that you want them to. Mm. It's almost a cliche, isn't it, these days that when you're sort of building that team around you and sort of entering the scale up, you should surround yourself with people who are better than you and people might sort of roll their eyes at that statement but it's very true isn't it yeah i think so i think i think it's, i also think you do need to be vulnerable to the fact that mm. as you said that they are potentially going to be better than you and also developing a really good psychological safety for yourself and for them so that actually if someone is better than you how do you know that you can trust what they're telling you how do you know that you're surrounding yourself in the right piece with the right people and i think i often see this as well where entrepreneurs who perhaps are feeling a little bit out of sorts in this new world where there's lots of people in the business that they don't know quite as well they end up surrounding themselves with a very small i don't want to use the word clique but a small kind of trusted advisory board around them in the business and what they're not doing is actually listening to the voices across the business so they Mm. miss really important customer intelligence or they actually feel like they're getting um out of touch with what's going on in the organization and so actually having some listening protocols within the organization across the whole business is really important whether that's through focus groups or just walking the shop floor and going to talk to people. You know, I often see as as entrepreneurs hire more people, they get more and more nervous about walking the shop floor or they end up shutting themselves away in the, you know, metaphorical high, you know, ivory tower. But actually this mm. is where we need to really get out there and, and be brave. And and again that comes down to communication. And I'm amazed by how many entrepreneurs I work with who actually don't feel comfortable talking to people they don't know or people within their business that they, they maybe don't know the names of their dogs children um and actually it's something we need to get comfortable with because it's not really about us it's about how you know as as a leader it's, it's about how we can make those people within the company feel engaged Exactly right. And it just goes to show, doesn't it, that when leaders are in that kind of position and they are nervous about going onto the shop floor and sort of engaging people within the business they don't know, it just goes to show that we do have our vulnerabilities and we're not infallible mm-hmm. in uh, the decisions that we make. And, you know, we, we do need to obviously sort of really own that, don't we? We need to obviously sort of admit to our shortcomings. And again, I, I think that sort of feeds into when you're assembling that team around you, accept obviously the elements that you're not particularly good at and bring in people that 
are going to obviously complement that with different skills and can sort of help different parts of the business. And as your role, it is then to make sure that you sort of engage them and build that trust with them to make sure there's that all important coherence. Absolutely. And, and I think the really important thing there is to, if, you, if you're going to surround yourself with people who are professionals, who are specialists or experts in a particular area, listen to them. Because again, so often I see in, in, in that startup to scale up moment where everyone has had to be very hands on with lots of different tasks. As you become a little bit more sophisticated and you're maybe starting to hire people with more of a specific skill set, it's very easy for the leader to, to sometimes bulldoze over those skills because actually they don't understand the complexities of a particular role. And again, that's around just being vulnerable as a leader and maybe saying, actually, I don't understand this. Please, can you explain it better? This is what I need to understand what you're telling me. Um, and again, coming back to those values of making, at least you know that everyone is therefore on the same page. Everyone's actually working towards the same, same goals if you are being clear in that way. Yeah, do you think when we're talking in that sort of board meeting situation that we just sort of talked about there, do you think there's almost a little bit of a hesitancy? Say, for instance, maybe the leader doesn't understand a bit of advice that they've been given to sort of ask um, their colleague to maybe repeat that in a different way. Do you think there's almost a little bit of a hesitancy there just because there might be sort of a bit of imposter syndrome playing in or they don't maybe want to look like they've misunderstood something or they just simply don't understand what they're being told? Do you think that there is maybe a little bit of that feeding into things? I think it really depends on the individual. I think, you uh-huh. know, I've, I've definitely worked with some entrepreneurs who are really happy to be like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Please, can you explain that again? Or, you know, let's, let, is there a different way you can phrase that to me? Some people are very comfortable with the uncertainty and with being vulnerable. Others who, yeah, perhaps not so much, perhaps the imposter syndrome of, oh, well, I, I'm in charge. I should really know all the answers. And in my experience, the best leaders absolutely don't know what the answers they're the ones who are willing to collaborate and listen to others and take opinions and actually come to a really wise decision rather than just dictating a solution when they don't necessarily understand all the complexity exactly right we've got to own it haven't we we've got to own the reality mm. of the situation and just accept of course that as i've said that we we aren't infallible in, uh, in what we're doing even when we're at the top of a business and um with everything that we discussed in mind uh, catherine um if you were maybe to sort of sat in front of a startup entrepreneur right now say say for instance i am a startup entrepreneur and looking for a mm. bit of advice on how to think about best starting that scale-up journey i mean what is probably without giving away too much of course one of the key, most key pieces of advice that you would give to somebody to really help them on the road to success Oh, that's a great question. I think, so. yeah, I think it, it's twofold. I think it's about knowing that you actually have quite a lot of power over the, over the experience of people in your company and actually not to underestimate that power. Just because you know that you're kind and willing to be listen, willing to listen and, and want to hear people's opinions doesn't mean that that's the experience of everyone else within your organization. From a communication point of view, I'd also say that you need to be proactive. Mm. You need to actually plan communication into your activity so that you can take people along the journey with you rather than just expecting them to follow along blindly. And then thirdly, if you are not comfortable about communicating, if things like public speaking fill you full of terror, go and do something about it. We can get better at these things. You know, great communicators don't come out of the womb like that. <laughs> you know, we, we actually have to work on our communication skills. And if it's something that you aren't com- particularly comfortable with, I think it's, it's almost admitting to yourself, actually, this is part of my role. This is mm. something that I do actually have to do as, as the leader of this organization. And if I feel uncomfortable about it, I need to go and do something about that. 
that's exactly it, isn't it? I mean, we're not all blessed with great public speaking skills, and um, we have to sort of accept, don't we, that we may not be born with all of the uh, the different facets that we need to be good leaders, but we can obviously go and learn that. And it is a constant process of development. Every single day is a school day, even when you're in a leadership role. And that also involves sort of embracing the setbacks, doesn't it? And where they happen, don't view it as terminal, use that sort of win or learn mentality, I guess. Absolutely. And, and in my experience, that most entrepreneurs I work with tend to have that mentality. You know, it, it fails fast and move forward. Um, but absolutely one of the values in our business is it's all around staying curious and keep learning. And I think that's that, that stood me in really good stead as an entrepreneur. You know, there's so much stuff that I'm still learning and, and that I don't know. And, and when I look back at six months ago, things that were challenging, now they're so much easier because I've kept learning and kept pushing through. And, you know, that's how we progress. Yeah, exactly right. And it was important as well that sort of you mentioned that there is sometimes a little bit of a dissonance within organisations about when leaders feel that they might be good communicators and feel like they have that open door policy. But then perhaps though the members of their team might not necessarily agree with that. And that's something that we really want to avoid. And uh, when we when I was talking about the situation with somebody on the show recently, they actually put to me that um, relationships and sort of how you manage them as a leader are actually the uh, the most key currency within a business. And I can imagine that that's something that you'd certainly agree with. A hundred percent. I mean, if to me, if you're communicating well and you've got the right people in your business, that's almost your job done. Mm. You know, it, it, you're setting the vision, you're setting the, the innovative big picture picture of this business and then let people get on with it. And it, it, it is a skill. And but it, it's something that when you see it working well, it's so exciting to see people who are in within your organization who are really passionate about making your organization work um but again as you said it's it, it's a constant development of our own skills and sometimes we all get it wrong and that's okay um but it's about having the right intention i think that's really important as well you know if you're intending to have people within your business who you want to create a great experience for who you actually want to empower them to be the best people in their roles that they can be then that's a really good place to start and I'd say, yeah, absolutely. Having the right intention when it comes to your people is, is really important at this point in the business. It is, absolutely. And um, hopefully, again, we start to see really the uh, the entrepreneurial spirit of the UK really harnessed and start to take off in what is obviously a difficult economic time for um, a lot of businesses that are out there at the moment with everything that is still going on in the world. And as we try and kind of negotiate that period, just before we wrap things up on the uh, the show, Catherine, I'd be interested to understand kind of what some of your priorities are going to be helping business leaders through this juncture and sort of getting them to really unlock that potential that their businesses have. Well, it's been really interesting, actually, because during COVID, businesses, in my experience, actually got very good at communicating with their people. Mm. They saw that there was a challenge. Obviously, everyone was was disparate geographically. Um, and business leaders got really conscious and proactive about communication. Now, I've seen a marked decline in how businesses are doing that as we've come out of, of lockdown. It's almost like we've kind of forgotten that we need to keep doing it. Um, in the same way, I'm seeing, I saw lots of really great well-being communi- um, conversations happening with, with companies during the pandemic. Now we're kind of technically through it, but we don't need to have those anymore. <laughs> I'd actually argue that now is almost more important. Um, people are tired from the last couple of years. We're entering a very uncertain economic time. Now is really need the time that we need to double down on how we're engaging our teams, how are we communicating with them, are we making them feel part of that bigger conversation. Um, it's, yeah, it's interesting. I think it's a little bit like in how often marketing is the first thing to go out the window when, when we yeah. go through economic tough, difficult times. I'd say it's probably similar with the communication. You know, don't stop doing it. No, don't not do it. Keep communicating with your people. Keep having that conversation just because things are difficult. I often work with 
people who say, well, you know, things are really tough at the moment. I don't want to tell the team they might get scared and leave. Well, I find that fascinating because the team aren't stupid. They can tell that things are difficult. Mm. And actually your lack of communication is probably far more scary than you actually engaging them in the problem and finding a solution together. So it's, it's, I'd say this is probably even more important now to keep those conversations going, to keep improving our communication skills and keep listening to what's going on for our people as well. I think that's absolutely massive. Yeah, double down on the communication, but also make sure that, like I say, health and well-being, you keep that at the forefront of your organisation. And we talked about the why, and we talked about progression pathways already, but showing that you're really considering the health and the well-being of your employees, certainly given the uh, the climate that we've had over the last couple of years, it's so, so, so very important. And it is critical mm-hmm. that although social norms might have returned, certainly in the lockdown sense, we don't let that fall by the wayside. It's absolutely imperative. I think just now that lots of organisations are starting to work in hybrid and, and all the complexity that that can bring to a business, it's not the time to kind of throw the baby out of the bathwater and say, this is too hard, let's just get everyone back in the office. This is a great opportunity for actually really looking at how to make work work. And those wellbeing conversations are a key part of that conversation. Um, so making sure that we are really getting to know the individuals within our business. And I'm not saying that's the leader's job to know every single personal instance within the organization that's what we have managers for um but it's around making sure that we're creating a culture where we actually do have the right attitude towards our teams and know that their well-being will eventually you know if, if, if we've got people with well good well-being in the team it's going to make a more productive business and that's obviously you know really important mm, exactly it's yes. and a, a huge message for anybody tuning into this podcast to heed um and um what i would also recommend for anybody listening in if you do run a business or you are a startup entrepreneur with perhaps your ambitions of running a business do of course go and check out uh, Catherine's website at ambienttribe.com i think Catherine's the best portal for you isn't it and um you can find Absolutely. more obviously about what Catherine does there and um we've talked a little bit about of course uh, some of the uh, the key hallmarks of good leaders as they start to enter that scale up phase today but I'm sure you'll find plenty more there and uh, Catherine's also active on uh, LinkedIn as well I'm sure she'd be happy to uh, to engage with you if you were to approach her there um, also just for anybody as well um, who might have been tuning in and if you did want to sort of leave a direct question with us or a comment on what we have discussed today um, you are able to do that and um, that would be via leaderscouncil.co.uk forward slash contact hyphen us and anything um, directed for Catherine that you might send to us of course we'll send straight through to her um, but also um, if you do run your own business and you have your own perspective that you want to bring directly to the discussion table on this or any other topical matter or issue in fact you can also apply to be on the program yourself and speak to me directly about it and that would be via leaderscouncil.co.uk forward slash apply as well just to let you know that that would be your best port of call there and um, for now it's been fantastic welcoming uh, yourself Catherine onto the uh, the program and I'm sure the listeners share uh, that sentiment as well been really eye-opening talking all things leadership with you and uh, do wish you all the luck um, in the world and uh, sort of your future endeavors over the next year and I think it would be great as well once we start to see sort of where the current economic climate's going to maybe even catch up and just see what other hurdles you've been helping business leaders get over absolutely that'd be fantastic thank you so much for having me scott it's been amazing thoroughly enjoyed it Catherine, and i do hope that everybody listening in has thoroughly enjoyed um, hearing from her as well and to everybody listening into the program as usual i've been your host scott challoner on today's episode of the leaders council podcast talking all things leadership and scale up with Catherine bonner from ambient tribe and until next time all do take care and goodbye